0: Welcome to episode 112 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson, and I'm Brian Levin. Just kidding. Brian's in Tahoe right now. This episode, we had Marshall Bach, who's one of our best friends, and he's been on the show a couple times, but never on his own, so we wanted to get a kind of... Marshall centric episode, but we also dove really deep into grids and pixel values and all sorts of crazy things. So, this was a really awesome episode. This is one of my favorites, actually. Before we get into it, I think we should probably thank our awesome sponsor for this episode, and that's Dropbox. You know Dropbox already, but just in case you don't, I'll tell you what they are. Dropbox is the simplest way to work the way you want, whether you're sketching, coding, prototyping, writing, recording, really anything that uses binary files or text files. You can really do any kind of files, but whatever kind of file it is, Dropbox is with you throughout the entire process. It works with any kind of file, so you're free to choose the tools you want for every project. We use Logic Pro for recording these shows. It transfers these shows so fast because there's a big binary file and then a bunch of little preference files and XML files, and oh my god, it, it syncs so well across so many computers so fast. And it handles our sketch files for work and Affinity Designer, and Pixate files and principal files and all of our design tools and all of our writing documents and things like that. It just works so great. And when you're ready for feedback, you can send large files to anyone fast. Most of the time I'm using Dropbox, it's as a team with other people, I have tons of shared folders. It's really great for working together as a team and keeping all the feedback in one place. And their commenting feature gives people a central place to post their thoughts. That way conversations can happen right alongside the work itself. Dropbox gives you the freedom to work on anything from anywhere. With anyone you choose, you can check it out and get started at Dropbox.com. Thanks once again to Dropbox. And now let's get into episode 112 with Marshall Bach.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, My name is Marshall Bach. I'm a uh, designer at YouTube. And you also... Oh, I'm also a co-host with Bren on the Vicarious podcast on this very network. (gasps) Did you just like push that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave me all the opportunity in the world to uh, hawk my own thing. Excuse
0: me. I am a, a co founder of the Spec Network. Can you hawk your product for me, please? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, did you know that we're featured on the iTunes store? <laughs> they, I guess is it with the iTunes, I guess. Uh,
2: yeah, okay. I get it. But you do the Vicarious podcast.
1: Yeah, I do. I'm I'm one of four people on the Vicarious podcast. New edition, Sarah Jackson Brins.
2: Is that official? Yes. Yep. I didn't know that was official. Yeah, she's, she's like,
1: for reals. become a regular now.
2: Well, yep. awesome. A four-person show. Uh, to anyone who hasn't listened to Vicarious, what is it?
1: Uh, it is, um, its is four people sitting around talking about movies, TV shows, video games, and comic books.
0: What we do to get away from work. Yeah. From a design like, perspective.
1: The lives we live vicariously through other modes of storytelling. Love it. Cool. <laughs> Rather yeah.
2: than life storytelling.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: So... You we know have, how podcasts work. I, I do. <laughs> You've been on this one twice.
1: Twice, but never in this capacity.
2: Never solo.
1: Yeah, only only as a as a part of a, a cabal. One might say, a, like a, a table discussion. One might say
2: that. Yeah. One being you.
1: <laughs> one person <laughs> in the world. That's me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is Bok <Bach> talk. <laughs>
1: Bok talk. Welcome Dude, back to shit,
2: talk. you should start a podcast. I know.
1: Yeah, I should. Oh, wait, I did. Oh, my own. Bach Actually, talk. we were talking about this. I have. Uh, an incredible amount of brain space dedicated to useless <laughs> trivia. Brain space. Uh, and uh, we were talking about me having a, a short show where I talk about nonsense stuff for like 10 minutes. An I, episode. I feel like
0: it'd be great to do like two minutes an episode yeah. of just like here's this the thing is, you didn't know. Yeah. Here's the thing that doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Check this out. Has no bearing on your life, but
1: kind of interesting, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, you should. Talk. That's so, kind
1: of
0: cool. Somewhere um, floating around in the ocean, yeah. there is a cruise ship full of dead, like starving rats. So wherever it lands, it's fucked. Check that out. Wait, what?
1: I'm confused.
0: There's an actual cruise ship that is abandoned and floating around and it's only full of starving rats. That's an so actual thing. Eventually it will be Is full this like of a teapot dead rats around right? Jupiter. A... Literally, countries have been pushing it away from their shores. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> it's like a With weird. A long stick.
0: <laughs> it's like a weird No, humor. no, 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 no. no.
2: <laughs> Hot potato. It's like a... Rat potato. Rat potato. Yeah. Rat potato. <laughs> 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 I like It reminds me of, like, what's the Things You Should Know podcast or something? And it's oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Eight-minute segment about you? stuff you should know. I stuff think? you should know yeah, about yeah. bees. Like yeah. I think that's one of them. Just what ran- should you know about bees?
0: Uh, hey, they have stingers and they do honey. Check that out. Yeah, I don't uh-huh. know. There's like interesting facts about bees.
2: Pollination,
0: yeah. yo.
1: They're they're going missing or something. The bee oh, population shit. is dying. yeah, They are. Yeah. See, random ni- uh, random knowledge. The bees uh,
2: are
0: blinking out of existence. What were we talking <laughs> they're about? Extra planar entities. <laughs> What they just crossed the multiverse. What are you talking They're about? They're like, Earth, nah, nah, this yeah. reality is not good enough for us. <laughs> Peace. So long and thanks
1: for all the flowers.
0: Yes,
2: <laughs> reference. Yes,
1: that's and that's a lot of what
2: we do on Vicarious is I reference missed, things that people don't know. And that's why I'm not on the podcast because yeah. I didn't get the reference. That is a
1: reference to one of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books called So Long and Thank You for All the Fish,
0: which is if the you dolphins. watch the movie, it's the intro. Yeah.
1: The dolphins leave the planet Earth because mm-hmm. they're a superior species. And, yep. They're uh, actually aliens. Earth is, Earth is going to be blown up, so they leave. So they say... So long. Thanks for all the fish. Yep. That. So I twisted it. That was it. a good reference. Yeah, I twisted it to be like bees, but with flowers. Oh. Instead of dolphins. I see. With fish. Wow. Genius. Dude, you're quick. <laughs> Everything, like, essentially, I actually think this is one of... Uh, there's a lot of things about my... The way my brain works, that I think at any other time in history, I would be useless and actually probably <laughs> detrimental to me. But um, but you designed
0: for a gaming website, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: my brain is just really good at making connections between two unrelated things, like finding finding a reference from one thing to like uh, Do you make play, a metaphor about things. Or did you play puzzle
0: games as a kid? Like word I games are my favorite. Yeah,
1: I grew up playing Scrabble. My mom, yeah, that was that was the game in our house as well. like crossword puzzles and shit like that. Um, not so much crossword. Trivia puzzles. games. It was always word. It was always word play stuff. Like puns were highly valued in my household
2: as a child. Puns are a social currency at the Bach. Yeah, at the Bach residence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, puns were not valued in my house, but I made them anyway. Um, you're you're trying to increase the stock value of
0: or
1: just Jackson word play bucks. in general, like yeah, the
2: Bach yeah.
0: stock, the Bach stock,
1: that that Bach stock though.
2: Um, Bach talks about Bach stock on Bach talk. Dude, okay, we're it done. sells itself. This podcast
1: is selling <laughs> yeah, itself. Why am I wasting time talking to you guys? I need can, to, can we, to, we get
0: bock.talk or oh, bock.stock? Is that talk a thing? Bo.stock?
1: bock.talk. Uh, it just rolls off the tongue. It's really nice. It's a lot of plosives, kind of.
0: talk. bock.talk. talk. Should we talk about design? <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> eventually. <laughs> I'm sure it'll go there eventually. This is
0: precarious. Vicarious, but with Brian, Brian. instead. Yeah. Sand. Oh, good
2: man, you're on the ball today. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. See, we I'm feed not, off each other. I, I don't. I can't do
1: puns. It's a. It's definitely a way of thinking. It is certainly
2: uh, it's not a way of upon. thinking It's a way of life. <laughs> that's true. The one that's thing true. I can do, on rare occasion, is combine two unrelated words that have similar ending sounds and combine them into like a cool hybrid word. A, San Francisco.
1: Francisco. That's called a a mm. a, 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 a word, word or a portmanteau. A portmanteau. toe. Port-man. A poor man's toe. Um, huh. It's similar to a po' boy, <laughs> but it's it's
2: cause like dirty toes like fused together. Yeah. Yeah. A, uh uh huh.
1: Poor toe. Yep.
2: So if listeners get nothing else out of this episode, they understand the etymology of
1: me and Brent are really enjoying ourselves right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's actually P-O-R-T-M-A-N-T-E-A-U. Correct. It is a French word. Not P-O-O-R- Space M-A-N- Space T-O-E. Man too. Yeah, I'm I'm not
1: sure if my pronunciation was correct, but yeah. Port-manteau. Port-manteau. Um yeah. Or Frankenword, which itself is a portmanteau. Wow. Frankenword. Frankenstein word, Frankenword, I wish
0: onomatopoeia was an onomatopoeia. That'd be rad. Mm. Uh
1: Lisp is hard to say if you have a lisp. <laughs>
0: This has been Bach talk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, yeah, I bet dyslexic
2: is probably pretty hard to spell if you have dyslexia It's yeah, dyslexic, yep. yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah mm-hmm. but dyslexic's more reading no, that's what I'm saying no, if you're that, trying to, yeah, that's the trying thing to spell it if you're trying to write it out
1: like it's it's both, Not it's safe, both intake right. and output oh. As far as I understand, I don't have I have numbers dyslexia, but I don't have words dyslexia. Really? If you tell me like uh, a number with more than a few digits and give me like thirty seconds, I'll probably have mixed up the numbers. Three,
0: three, three,
2: three, 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 five. I'll probably get that one right. <laughs> How many threes? It's five, 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 three, right? <laughs> but somehow you have a job doing cool stuff. Well, this is
1: the thing. This is the thing of like I I have a very unique skill set i think a lot i mean it's a lot of us are probably the same way uh, a lot of the listeners like i have a very unique skill
2: set i will find you no, no. Uh, <laughs> i will design you yeah i will align you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to the grid um, eight dips of course uh
1: but no i think like if i were born you know 20 years earlier or 30 uh, 30 years earlier like i'd like if I were this age during World War II, I'd be designing like propaganda posters or some shit, right? Like that'd be that'd yeah. be the extent be, of my use of usefulness. Of my you skillset. would be hiding from conscription in Canada, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting that like I happen to be at the you know prime of my career during a time where
2: skills, is valued. yeah, my
1: skill set is highly valuable, and I actually like. I'm doing something that I love and would probably do regardless of whether I was getting paid for it, but I'm being paid for it too by one of like the best companies in the in the country or the world, you know, like, okay. it's pretty
0: awesome. This seems like a good entry point. Sure. How did you it. come across this skill set? What made you decide uh, like, hey, design, that seems like a thing I should do.
1: Yeah. It wasn't the goal originally. And you know, my, no one wants to hear about my past, but, but I will, we just I'll, asked and I'll, you I'll, have to answer it, yeah, Marshall. Yeah, okay. Where, for for where, your edification. Where were you born? Uh, I was born in Springfield, Illinois, that is the capital of Illinois, uh, it's dead center in the state, very much surrounded by corn. Um, As you do. Yeah. I actually didn't even go to Springfield proper. Like, I didn't go to um, public school in Springfield. I went to school in a, I lived on the west side of the city, which put me in the Pleasant Plains School District. Uh, I went to school in this tiny, tiny little town, technically a village of 700 people called Pleasant Plains, Illinois. 700 Um, people, that's like a hamlet. yeah, Yeah. So I'm not sure of the technical term. Um, I yeah. don't know you. I just <laughs> just wanted to say Hamlet. <laughs> Hamlet. That, that's good. Anytime you can use the word Hamlet <laughs> without referencing Shakespeare, it's a good. It's a good time. Um. So uh, yeah. So I went to school in this tiny, tiny. Like I, I graduated with sixty-three people. Very, very small school. Everybody knew everybody, which I hated because I was like the nerdy art, like you know not super masculine, not good at sports. Like, um, I was that kid and got labeled as that early because I graduated with basically the same people I went to kindergarten with. Okay. So Um, you were art boy. I was art boy. Yeah. I did. I did like the, you know, there's a play that's going to happen or like the yearbook or whatever. Marshall does, does the art for it. Um, that was like, that was my lane. Interesting. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I got respect for that, but, basically nothing else um so immediately after uh, and and okay so during that time i was enamored with um animation uh disney especially and i remember when i was like uh i don't know what year did lion king come out like
2: 1992
0: damn off the I'm, topic, just uh, I'm just kidding i'm just so impressed i actually feel like we looked this up recently okay let's uh, do, hang on hang on it's, it's Johnston taylor thomas so it had to be like 92 right? yeah oh man yeah it was the height of his um what year did the line on, 1994 so pretty close. good
1: okay so Not a bad guess, yeah. i was so i would have been 12 okay um born in 82
2: so now everyone that's listening can figure out how old you are i'm 33 uh, now all the listeners they, don't they, have to do math they definitely <laughs> know how old I am. so that's the first
0: chunk of what number Three, 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 three,
1: three, three <laughs> five, three, 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 four. No, five. <laughs> five. Um, yeah, but one of yeah, I, I remember going to see Lion King with my parents, um, and then coming back the next day and scraping together all of like the pennies and nickels and stuff in, like my sock drawer and everything and putting together like a ziploc baggie of change and showing it to my parents, being like, "Here's all of my monies. Like, put. This, wait, wait, wait. Can you put this towards a ticket in so I can go see Lion King again?" Yeah, How old were you, like 13? 12, 13, yeah, 12 <laughs> or whatever. I still had no money. I was not working. <laughs> I, I had a bag of coins. <laughs> yeah, scraped together of, these pennies. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Mother,
2: father, this yeah. is all <laughs> I have.
1: <laughs> you sound like a, like a six or seven-year-old being like, <laughs> take me. Yeah, I was actually surprised at the year because I was like, I remember being mm. much younger. But really, <laughs> you related to teenage Simba. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, but I remember like, being like, here's all the money in the world that I have. Like, Please put this towards a ticket so I can go see Lion King again. This changed my world, right? Um, the lion team. Yes. Um, yeah, anyways, all that to say, like, I was super into animation when I was a kid. And then Pixar happened, and I fell in love with that. And... I was like, I want to be a character animator. I want to work at Pixar. That's what I want to do. So I went to school for media arts and animation um, in Chicago. And So this ties back to the Pleasant Plains thing. So as soon as I had a chance to leave Springfield and Pleasant Plains behind, I did. I moved to Chicago, went to college there. I was there for 12 years. Um, And uh, yeah, I went to college for, my degree was media arts and animation at the Illinois Institute of Art in Chicago. Um, That's a a lot of words. Mouthful. I've said it enough times. and uh, yeah, so I got that, and then I, I got a job doing animation and like general art stuff. But yeah, the the original intention was like make characters move on screen. Long story short, short. I got a uh, long story short. Uh, I got um, <laughs> bold move. Bold move. <laughs> no, actually, I said I said long direction to take. Long story shirt, which is actually pretty funny. Like, I just have a shirt that says long story. This is my long story <laughs> shirt. <laughs> anyway,
2: sorry. Copyright <laughs> Design Tales Twenty. 20- 16, if anyone so much yes, 2016 mocks that up, we're mm-hmm. gonna sue you.
1: Mm-hmm. Long story. Dot shirt. Uh, <laughs> there <it laughs> probably is a dot shirt, isn't there? There's everything. There's a dot everything. There's a dot plumbing. There's got to be a dot shirt. Dot horse. <laughs> dot <laughs> Republican.
0: <laughs> there is a dot Republican. Oh yeah.
1: Um. Uh. Oh yeah. So I got a job out of out of college. Long story. Shirt. I. <laughs> uh, I was working for this casino company making gambling games. I've talked about this on the other shows i've been on i've actually been recap. On two episodes before. recap uh it's a company called wms wms it used to be williams they used to make pinball machines like i think midway was part of them and then midway split off and became a gaming company and made nfl williams blitz. and mortal Kombat and a bunch of other
0: stuff ah um, but nfl blitz though
1: but mortal Kombat though
0: but 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 nfl blitz though
1: okay okay I, I didn't play nfl
0: okay <laughs> I could win by like 120 points. It was the greatest game ever. I'm not a football person. I was just like, blitz, 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 blitz. I was hoping we'd talk about video games, so my, my dream is coming true. It's
1: um, just
0: not one that you care about at all. Yeah, just
1: wanna, yeah I'll, I'll take what I can get. Um... Yeah, so, where was I? Oh, yeah, WMS. So Yeah, so Williams became WMS, which is an abbreviation for Williams. Whoa. Um, yeah, crazy, right? They were ahead and of
2: the web It's like a 2. fancy 0. British thing, though. Yeah. Taking out vowels kind of thing. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. On it. Um, so I worked with the, for them for a while. And when you think of, like, slot machines, I don't know if you've been to Vegas um, recently, but I have not ever then. It's not the, I mean, there is still like the typical, like, um, mechanical reels where it's like you pull an arm or hit a button or whatever, an actual physical reels spin and stop on sevens and cherries and stuff like that. But that's not the stuff I worked on. I worked on like Lord of the Rings and Star Trek, the original series and game of life and monopoly and, um, probably forgetting other things. But, uh, our company also did stuff like Spider-Man and Willy Wonka and stuff like that. Um, and you were doing art for the machine, like for the slot machines, the so digital art. Yeah so, yeah, yeah, so it's like touch screens with, a, you know, like a bank of four touchscreen slot machines with a huge plasma screen above. We play like uh, shared bonuses. So like everybody goes into a bonus together and you look up at the big screen. It's like much more of a razzmatazz, like, you know, hand wavy thing than like your typical one armed bandit, as it were. Um,
2: as it, as it were. I've never heard that term
0: before. When I'm Bandit? Okay, the only time i played slot machines yeah. is in Pokemon. Uh, okay. Oh,
2: nice. Do you, you never played Pokemon?
1: No, yeah.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. This blows my mind. Yeah. You are the video game guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was too old for it. My brother played Pokemon. He's five
2: years younger than me. But so you I still have know. never played?
1: I play Pocket Morty's. Does that count?
2: No, it doesn't. <laughs> so wait. This is what Brad said. Too. You're not interested in Pokemon? Yeah. Uh, Playing a good old round of. Red.
1: Uh, turn-based doesn't really appeal to me. RPGs in general, especially JRPGs, don't really appeal to me. And um,
0: I feel like we should play this together.
1: I'm not a huge like Nintendo fan, and in, in general, oh, like, hmm.
0: you're the only place I play Nintendo. Is that your house?
1: Um, I mean, I like I like I like some of the stuff like I, I like Mario. I like Mario Kart. I like I even like Mario Party stuff like Whoa. that. But um, I'm not I'm not a diehard. I don't know like Smash play everything.
0: I don't get it. Don't like no. Yeah, I miss
1: Smash Brothers Two. I was too old for that too. I miss
0: Pogs. You can never be too old for Smash Brothers, dude.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'll just hit B until I win or lose. You'll lose. Yeah, probably.
0: It's Uh, really about how hard you swing the
1: joystick. uh Yeah, my brother. Again, my brother is really good at Smash, and I, I, I bought it. I bought it on my 3ds and played with him like two rounds and spent $40 on it. I was like, fuck this game. I'm never playing this again. Fuck this game. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad <laughs> I derailed, derailed this conversation
2: me. to talk about Nintendo games. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. So you fell into my trap. You worked at WMS for 12 years? Uh, eight years. Eight uh, years.
1: F- four years of college, eight years of WMS. Got it. Uh, WMS. So then uh, in 2007, the iPhone came out. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's the, the Apple iPhone hmm. intelligent phone. Um, oh. It's made by this company, for? Apple Inc., uh, yeah. I thought it was
0: for, I'm Steve Jobs. <laughs>
1: phone. In- interim CEO. <laughs> interim. Interim phone. Interim phone. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the iPhone came out, and then I, um, my mind was blown. I watched, th- you know, remember when the iPhone first came out, they had a ton of, like, instructional videos. There was a guy in a black yeah. turtleneck yeah. and, like, this very un- inoffensive white himself. guy. yeah. Yeah, and he was like, "Here's how you check your uh, mail. Slide to unlock." To be mm-hmm. clear,
0: Steve wasn't white; <laughs> What?
1: he was Syrian. Syrian. Yeah. Oh, that guy's name was Steve. I thought you were talking about Steve Jobs. Oh, wait, I no, was Steve, was oh, Steve Jobs. Oh, oh, Syrian. Oh, yeah, I think I did know that. Oh. Yeah. So those videos—they had a bunch of these videos where you know this this guy's showing you how to use all the different parts of the phone. Like, here's how you check your mail. Here's how you check your messages. Here's how you—you you know do everything. Here's how you scroll a list. And this icon, this trash icon means delete. All this stuff. Like, cause nobody knew anything. Like all of it was brand spanking new. Uh, so I poured through all of those. I'm, I'm a big fan of like, um, spec docs. Like I, I love reading through rules. <laughs> oh, you stupid. like material design. Okay. I see. I do. I do like material design. Um, there's uh, gotta be so, a pun
0: for turtleneck tutorial. Turtleneck <laughs> Turtleneck tur- 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 tutorials
2: tutorials can we, can we coin that is that good tutorials that works but that's it, that one I, video set <laughs> I feel like that could be a video podcast turtleneck tutorials where you just explain things wearing a turtleneck turtleneck tutorials with Jonathan Taylor Thomas I love you guys <laughs> I miss that one but I get it my ideas are bad mm-hmm. I get it mm-hmm. as long as you understand uh, no I understand um.
1: Yeah. So I poured over all those things. I, 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 absorbed them into my being. I like loved it. And, um, I, right, right around that time I, I had got, I had bought a Mac, a, Mac, a, Mac, a, Mac. Bought a Mac. I bought a Mac. I bought a Mac. <laughs> so I don't got me a Mac. I had, I had my, I mean, iPod <laughs> nano and, um, uh, yeah. And so I was getting into the Apple ecosystem. I'd been a PC person my entire life. My dad worked at IBM when I was a kid and like, you know, um, so I was getting the Apple ecosystem, so I was like pouring all this, you know, pouring over all these things. And I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. I want to like design apps like this is this feeds my need. So um started doing stuff in off uh, my free time nights and weekends and I built a stupid, stupid app. I was on Dribbble and. On Twitter and becoming friends with some designers, most notably Morgan Knutsen, who had just gotten a job at Google, and he was working on Google Plus and hiring people for the team and asked if anybody wanted to join. And I said, yes, I would like to join. And I went through the whole interview process. And easy as that, you got a job at yeah, Google. Yeah, I said, yeah, I- I'd like to be at Google. And they said, here's your badge. <laughs> See you on Monday.
2: Wait, yeah. Can you actually just fill in the blank a little bit here? <laughs> like you were working nights and weekends, and then how did you get to the point where it- you were qualified for a product design position at a place like Google.
1: Well, I think part of it lines up with, uh, this is a little personal, but um, I was dating this girl at the time and um, trying to work on this stuff on the side just to learn Objective-C. Like, I, I want to teach myself object- Objective-C. I want to learn how to write her on iOS 2 when they were like, hey, everybody can be on this. Um, so, or was it two or three that they opened up to third-party apps? Two? I think it was Two, two. yeah that was right the first time. So I just wanted to learn the language and I knew HTML and CSS and a little bit of JavaScript and I was like, uh, I'm going to expand my horizons so I tried to do it but I she kept giving me a lot of shit for like staying up late working on this stuff and not going to bed at the same time as her, um, which was really detrimental I ended up breaking up with her eventually <laughs> and after that I had all the time in the in the world on nights and weekends to work on this stuff, which I did and I ended up shipping the thing, I built a a site for it and you know made a little you know 30 second commercial thing like an after effects and did did everything It, it started off as just like i need a i need a project just to learn the code and then i was like oh this is actually kind of a thing i could probably charge money for it and i ended up doing that and you know made like you know 10 bucks a day or something like that nothing major but um it was enough that that was a huge thing in my portfolio to point at when i did the google interview to say yeah i I learned the code. I made the app. I did all the site stuff. I did all the marketing stuff. I did everything. Um, just little old me. me. Uh, so that's
2: that's what kind of got me the job. I love people that have that mentality of, oh, yeah, I should try and do that. So I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The end. It was, I mean, but it's a lot of, a Lots lot of late nights. A lot Lots of work. of work. Yeah, yeah.
1: But it, it comes from a passion, right? It was what I wanted to do. Um, I never thought it would be, well, not that I never thought the, the goal was like in four years, like in four years, five years, my five-year plan is to move out to San Francisco and get a job at a tech company, um, big or small startup. I don't know, but like all of my friends are doing this and that seems like a really awesome thing, but it seems like a very far distant thing for me. Um, but in the meantime, I'm just going to brush up on all my skills and have the skill set so that when I think, I mean, I'm not the one to come up with this, but it's very true. Um, a lot of people who are successful um, are lucky, right? But it's not just luck. It's preparation so that when that one moment, that one lucky moment for you to strike and actually take advantage of comes around, you better be fucking prepared for it. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to be prepared for it so when I get this opportunity, if it ever does happen, I'll be able to hit the ground running and like just go. Um, and it happened within like six months or something after that instead of five years like what I was planning. Um So, yeah. Boy, that was way longer than I intended. (laughs) That was
2: a whole Marshall book. Uh, (laughs) That was a whole Marshall book. You said you you had a five-year plan? Yeah. Like an explicit five-year plan? Well,
1: it was a very loose thing of like, uh, this is a goal that I want to achieve and I would like to achieve it within the next five years. I'm just going to work towards it at the fastest rate possible. And hopefully within five years, I'll have achieved it. A lot
2: of people don't have long-term
1: goals. Yeah, it, it it would have been a short-term goal if I thought that it was an achievable feasible. goal and and yeah in a short term. Do
0: you have current long-term goals? Uh,
1: no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's something I think about all the time. Me too. I, I really too. don't. I'm kind of like I really like where I am. I just yeah. want to do more of that. Yeah. Everything. Can I not is get older and keep doing this? I, can I can I keep growing at the current rate and just roll that way? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Every every year of my life.
1: In the past four years, since I got this job, actually, really, every year of my life since I left high school has gotten progressively better from the year before it. Um, yeah, and 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 exponentially so. Since I moved here to San Francisco, and like, and you know, broke up with that girl and ended that direction that my life was going that I wasn't entirely happy with, and was like, because there was a point where I was like. Sorry, this is getting really like introspective and personal, but like there's a point where I, I looked at it from a long-term perspective and was like, is this like, am I gonna marry this girl? If I marry this girl, that means like like we're gonna have a life together and that means that, you know, she's doing this career path thing and I'm gonna have to probably follow her because she was in like medical um research. And I was like, is this do I see this future for myself and uh, like I'm 27 like I'm not (laughs) super young anymore pretty soon I'm gonna be 30 and then pretty soon after that I'm gonna be 40 like this is coming at me like a freight train like I need to make a decision now either I stick with this line of my life or I change it and I'm so happy that I changed it and all really stems from like that that moment of being like is this what I want to do forever um is this the life I want for myself
2: has your original goal of doing animation and character moving on screen, characters moving on screen, ever resurfaced?
0: Uh, I mean, I've watched every Pixar movie that comes out. You know, he does that, right? Like he designs for that. He just doesn't make the characters move. You were trying YouTube gaming, like he. That's that's. It's that. It's just a different format. Sort yeah. of. Well, I mean, I think. Well, I think a lot of
1: the the principles I learned and animation have helped inform the way that I design apps as far as, like, I I think in, like, four dimensions, right? Like, when I'm designing a screen, it's not just X and Y and maybe Z. I'm thinking about how does this move in time? Um, Maybe five dimensions if you want to add, like, gestures and, like, interactivity as a thing of that, but, like, um, I'm very much, like I'm not designing static mocks. I'm like, okay, when you tap on this, this transitions to that, and this thing moves to there or whatever. Like I'm thinking about that type of stuff, which I think, uh, and a lot of that, a lot of the way those things move, as far as like antic overshoot settle, like very basic animation principles, really helps with with doing stuff in After Effects or like Pixate or whatever.
0: Time based UI is like my favorite thing right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm
2: just completely obsessed with it. Yeah, it's Talk- so much fun. Talk to me. How do you design time-based UI? That's what you said, right? Time-based UI. Yeah,
0: the the whole point is then not designing for what is on screen at all times, but for what is on screen when the user needs it. Yeah. Right? So Uh, if -hmm. a a person knows, okay, I want to interact with this thing. Say it's a comment, for example. This is something we actually, we built with Sidebar. If you tap on a comment, what do you think they want when that happens? Right? So they're going to do it. If you don't have a, an action set for that, they're still going to do it. They'll just be disappointed. Uh-huh. So what do you do when that happens? What do you do when someone taps on an image? What like, what do you set for that? Is it a default action like copy? Is it say, oh, I want to go to the actual news story this
2: image is from, right? Maybe I'm confusing. Isn't this like, mo- we're talking about user flows here, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, user flows. Also just like
1: the way an interface changes based on input. Okay. Um,
0: or yeah. or say it's their first time in, and they've sat on the screen for a while. How do you help guide them into something that's actually useful to them? So do you pop something up, like the camera button on the iOS, uh, the lock screen? Yeah. You tap Feedback. on it. Yeah. It tells you this isn't what you do. You bounce. You, you have yeah. to pull up. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. A lot
1: of apps will do things where they peek, like if something can be slid over. It will. or not a lot of apps. I shouldn't say, but like the, the a ones bit. that are doing well. Yeah, it'll like it'll like if this thing can move, it'll like move a little bit and then go back to where it was. Be like, hey, look, I'm I'm movable, I'm draggable, whatever. Um, which is hugely. You never. You don't have to put a tooltip up. You don't have to do any thing to like uh, draw their attention in a way that might be subject to banner blindness. Um, you can do it in a way that is very. Uh, visceral and, like, uh, f- talks to their
0: reptile brain and, like,
1: oh, I get it. This thing moved. It can move. That means I can move it.
0: Really smart example of this that I think is either Marshall or Brian, one of you two, you were over here the other night, and the Apple TV kind of, like, went... It was like it was five, me. It was you. Yeah. Uh, it, it kind of sat there for a few minutes, and then most of the screen darkened except for the part where your cursor was.
1: The currently And it kind of, like, tile.
0: let you know that... Oh, this bigger thing is something I've selected. Like it just, it just was like, oh, obviously this thing is selected. Yeah, it's like the screen dims, but the
1: the dimming layer is behind your currently selected card, um, which isn't. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what they're trying to do with that. My assumption is that what you said, like, like, hey, you're here. This is the thing that you have selected. There's a lot of bright I'm, things on screen at once. Yeah, maybe you. Maybe you are in paralysis and not moving because you don't know where your cursor is or what to do. You, you, yeah, you just, yeah,
0: you might just not realize that one thing is bigger or be like, it might be bigger for a different reason. It's actually a thing that is selected. It's
2: it's highlighted, it's focused. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this must be part of the reason you love Material so much, right? Because Material has a whole section dedicated to here's how you use movement to guide users. Yeah, transitions. Yep. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's definitely part of it. I think the other part of it is like my... OCD, everything on the grid, everything is math. Uh, you know.
0: See, I I think the same way. You and I have very different grid systems. Mm-hmm. They're both based on eight points or eight pixels. Dips. But they're. Yeah, dips. that's just the Android term for it. Dippy
1: dips. Uh, dips are points. Yeah. Dips are. It's resolution independent pixel. Uh, density independent pixel. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. That makes those, a lot more sense. Those would be rips.
2: Sure, rips. <laughs> Dude, move that two rips to the left. Yeah. I'm saying that forever now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Confuse your engineers. Look, my my Android engineer will rip. rip. eight me. Run eight
1: rip grid density independent uh, pixel meaning like it could be uh, it, it could be like nine pixels like three by three and the size of one pixel on one X screen whatever
0: on a Nexus 6P it's what two and a half, three four. and three half four. But the screen doesn't show it for. I think it downsamples. It's a half.
2: I think it like shrinks it like the 6S, the six Plus does. Sebastian Gabriel wrote a really good post about understanding pixels. It's on design.google.com. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so i will link to that in the show notes. But mm-hmm. I he's think been on the show before.
1: I spend so much time on uh google.com design like on the the material spec like oh is you Google.com/design? Yeah. Of I it google.com design yeah i you might be able to go to design i don't know but yeah google.com does got google.com design is where you end up that's where it redirects google.com
2: got design got, though got that design down <laughs> got uh, that design though you yeah. <laughs> uh if you could change one thing about material what would it be oh good question and the reason i think you're good just so people have context is you understand material design yeah better yet you like it (laughs) you you like it (laughs) but you you understand it in a way that I haven't I truly haven't met another designer who can confidently say they understand material design maybe it's more so at Google like maybe there's more more of you guys but uh guys and girls there's a pretty specific material culture (laughs) yeah for sure so I'm curious you're just a material boy in a material world (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) yep
1: I'm living in a material world, and I am a material boy. That's true. Doesn't rhyme as well, but yeah. Um. Well, thank you. Uh, I I don't know. I think I've just read through it all. If if you pay attention to the whole thing, there are very um, consistent patterns that are followed throughout. And um, once you pick up on those underlying patterns, it's like all of the decisions are so easy to make. Underlying patterns being what? The grid? Uh, yeah, like key lines, for example. Like um, there's, on, say for on a phone, there's a key line at 16 yep. dips from the left and another one at 72. Yeah. Right. So if you're doing a list and you have an icon yep. on the left and text label to the right, the icon is 24 by 24 always. And it is centered vertically in the cell and it's left aligned to that 16. Dip but it's 16 by line.
0: 16 inside 24 by 24. Uh, what? 16 by 16 inside 24. There's, they are 24 by 24 grids with a 16 by 16 grid inside it and padding, and you can there's, choose to expand outside the 16 by 16, but not the 24
1: by 24. There's there's a 24 by 24 bounding box mm-hmm. that every icon lives in. Some icons, I think it's it's actually maybe it's, it's a little icon house. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and actually this is this is like a a has influenced the way I build and sketch. Um, the way I draw elements is like everything has a container. Everything, every group has a layer called container at the back of it that it has no fill or no borders or anything. It's just like, it's there to define the bounds of that group so that I can it's like a modular thing where I can just like snap things right next to each other and know that my spacing is perfect because my internal spacing is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Which is part of why I love I used to do that. I don't anymore. Yeah, you measure from element to element which... Kills me inside. I die a little inside every time I see one of your sketch files. <laughs> so that sounds mean. <laughs> I uh,
0: can't watch you sketch. Bro. Yeah, yeah. You that's kill fine.
1: me a little bit every time I see you do what you like to do best. But what um, you do
2: professionally for a living? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's hey. That's totally fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just giving you shit. But yeah, um, that's that's part of the reason why I, I like material so much. Is that it? Like everything is is modular, and it's and you like. You can build out everything. like You can create a sticker sheet really easily for your engineers, and you can redline a sticker sheet rather than redlining screens because all of the elements of the sticker sheet can be put together to create those screens. Do you have to produce
0: redlines for all your engineers? Uh, I would like to.
1: Um, I do... uh, give them my sketch files. So like here. See, I do that as look well. At, look at the source, yep. copy copy a version down, <laughs> you know, copy. Inspect the element, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah, just command click around and see how I built it because I built it with you in mind. Yep. So, so
2: wait, wait, we didn't answer the question. What's one thing you would change about material?
1: Ooh. The thing that bothers me the most is text alignment in relation to um, anchor elements.
0: It's not the right answer. No? Okay, sorry. No, it's Tell the me description what of it say. in uh, digital ink and quantum paper.
2: If you just got rid of that, it'd be fine. <laughs> I just hates titles. Uh, <laughs> digital ink.
1: That's a pretty specific uh, thing to hate.
2: 100% kidding. Okay. Text alignment next to anchor elements.
1: Yeah, so for example, I have a list item. I have an avatar on the left. I know that my avatar is 40 by 40 because there's a 16 dip key line from the left and there's a 72 dip key line. That's where my text starts. If I do 40, that gives me 16 on the left, 16 on the right, padding nice and even, um, and 72 high, which is 40 plus 16 plus 16. So I have 16 all the way around my avatar. Everyone follow?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you lose 72 dips before you get to your content. I don't know if you lose is the word that do, I would use. Do you but. let? Text flow underneath the photo. No, well, uh, The point I was getting at is Image. that
1: when I... Uh, okay, so another part of material design, and I didn't have anything to do with material design. I just love it as a third party. Um, even if I didn't work at Google, I would like it for the reasons that I'm outlining, but... marsh Terial bach marsh Okay, so in material, you have four, a four-dip baseline grid for text. Yes. Which means that... Um, Between
0: descender and accent... Or are you going full? Baseline? No, I'm. Ta- I'm talking baseline. Oh, just like the the, the sorry, bottom the grid. The bottom
1: no. of x height, char- or the bottom of like characters, like um, the 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 line that uh, yeah, a period the bottom sits on.
0: of x height.
1: Yes, the bottom of x height or caps, whatever. Um, but above, but not including the descender. Not including yeah. descender. So everything, uh, everything is on a four dip vertical grid. Um, uh, by which I mean lateral grid. So the sketch update must really be. Godsend. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't have to realign every time I change a font size. Yeah, huge. Um, If I were to put text down and I were to center align it so that visually it lined up um, horizontally with that avatar so that it looked like the text, I think probably the X height was center aligned with the circle of the avatar, it would not actually
0: fall on the four-dip grid. You would make it feel center aligned. Yeah, uh if if I, if I were to make this, it this look is a specific visually, use right. case it totally changes based on what the actual context is yeah
1: if you have two lines if you have two lines there like a title and a subtitle then that's a totally different thing and actually looks better there but um I think material is taking into account both the ascender and the descender when they align things It's not just the ascender it's the
0: accent which the, is the yeah, highest. The point. Ax- yeah the, the, the total height. I spent all morning working on Android text alignment mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um. And usually,
1: the long story short, the text always looks a little bit high. And if you're not paying attention, it looks fine. But as soon as you start, you know, drawing mental lines of like lining things up, it's like the text always feels a little bit high because it's accounting for the decent So that's
2: what bugs me as well because it seems like you should... I mean, that should be centered within the, the cell, right? It should mm-hmm. be center aligned to the avatar and everything. And if it's mm-hmm. off the grid, then it says something... At, well, I it think seems the reason like then, is then usually you have a
1: capital letter mm-hmm. at the beginning of a word, right? At, at
2: the beginning of that letter,
1: or that uh, label, and the the cap has you know uh, has the cap ascender height. height. Yeah, the cap height, and which is like so, it always feels top heavy. And later you'll have letters with descenders yes, that yes. will weight it out. But you, a lot of words, I mean, descenders on words aren't all that common. Like. You're you're more likely to have ascenders or just x height letters, so the the visual weight of it doesn't counterbalance the, yes, the consistent capital being available. There's what, of five
0: letters with ascenders, like G J Y P Q Y. Cool, it's just yeah. G
1: J P Q Y. Yeah, and I mean there aren't a, t- a whole lot with ascenders, but because you have that capital letter at the beginning of every label, it ends up being um, yeah. always top heavy. Right, so that's the thing. That bothers me. That took forever to get out, but yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing that really bothers me because that, I think at that point, the math starts becoming detrimental because yes, it all lines up and yeah, you're accounting for the total height of the thing and it, that is centered, but ultimately, visually, it doesn't always look centered. You have to move from metrics to optical. Yeah, get yeah. It right, but then it's not on the which, baseline anymore. Which anymore. drives so you nuts, this yeah. is, but, but it's but
0: optically centered. The yeah. only benefit of the baselines is for designers, in whatever tool they're working in. Mm. Once you get it into the code, it doesn't matter. Optical is king. Yeah. Um, I try to
1: have my engineers follow the, the baseline grid. The, I think the one time that it doesn't... There's two instances where that doesn't actually um, go into effect, which is uh, buttons and tabs. Those have... They're all caps, and... Um, I think buttons are 36 dips high, and the text is actually centered because it would be one dip too low if it were to be on the, on the baseline, on the, on the four-dip grid. So you put it up one to be visually centered. And But because there are no descenders, and it's all caps, it is a consistent height across the word. It makes sense in my head when I'm saying it, but I'm no, not I, sure if my words are no, I'm, I'm like
2: literally doing math in my head, like counting 32, 14, all caps. 36. 36. Yeah. Is, is it 36. 14 point font? 14. Uh, 14
1: point medium. Okay. Scalable all pixels.
2: Yeah. Scalable pixels. Oh, that's what it is. Scalable, Scalable fucking that's, pixels. Yeah, Sips. Sips, yeah. But then
1: so the... Was, uh, scale independent points is Sips. The ab- uh, Maybe it's scalable uh, points or something. The average it scalable density pixels. at
0: medium would be twenty <laughs> percent. <20%, laughs> so you are actually twenty like percent of the color. Yeah, it gets weird. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I've been spending time on how actual anti-aliasing works. I think
2: sometimes we get caught up in the details. Would you say we it's get in the up title. In the design details? It's in the then goddamn, you, goddamn you title. You have like damn, damn it, Brian, which I think is important. I'm jocking your shit. You're in um, my shit. <laughs> Yo. High five. I go back and forth. I respect I respect the craft. I respect the pixel measurements. No, you don't. Sure I do. That's sure a, I do. Are you talking about uh, material now? Love and you're bluffing. I'm talking about designers caring about the pixels to this degree that we talk. Dips I think and sips. With such a passion, right? Yeah. Okay, but it
0: matters to the point of which it hits the code and you're like, oh, this looks wrong, and then you fix it.
2: Yeah, I think it
0: should look right. But it can't because there's different rendering engines. It just
2: can't. It can't look consistent in every platform. Yeah, I'm not saying that. So how should it look right? You're probably going to have to design it differently on iOS to Android to the web, But you have
0: to design it in different differently in different versions of An- or of ios and different versions of android and different versions of phones like the 6s will scale it differently so it will always look wrong and you have to adjust it based on metrics and like multiples of metrics rather than actual n- like hard yeah, numbers and that's what you should do it's implicit design yeah. instead of explicit design yeah and you should do that good luck getting tools for that but i'm let's design it over for every s- fucking screen i'm enjoying this nobody's this saying this that great though.
2: i'm not saying that and i don't but do how do you get that right then uh, Getting implicit design right, you gotta have a very specific tool. Designing for Where did I an iPhone you? 6 and an iPhone 6 Plus.
1: Yeah, 6 Plus scales down from a larger size to 10. It goes from yeah. 3 to
0: 2.88. Yes. So it's not going to have the right like measurements if you're basing it on an actual 1x design.
2: Yeah. Huh. So you'll have to adjust per device. There are very few designers who can actually design well and design accurately and understand the platform of multiple platforms because I think each platform has become so complex that to design for Android um, takes a lot of knowledge. Like, it takes a lot of fucking information gathering and context and understanding device sizes and densities and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Then you try and do that for iOS. iOS now too. Then you try and do it for the web. And it's... it's, Everything is responsive. It's impossible to keep that all in your head. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I mean... Very few people... But you don't have (laughs) to keep it in your head. True. All you have to do... It's get into code and then adjust from there. Which is my, why material is great, right? It's a system. So you don't have to keep it in your head, right? There's right. there's a system to fall You don't have on. to keep
0: the system in your head? I do. Uh, you, you
2: keep... I, I'm just yeah, getting yeah, yeah. angsty with you. Like it's You not are getting a real angsty. Thing. You are getting angsty. No,
0: boys. <laughs> I'm testy-testing you.
2: Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I'm like all flustered now. It got hot in here. I feel sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been that way. <laughs> I, yeah. I felt attacked. Personally, I felt like you were attacking my work. Brian Shovin. My, <laughs> my work. Uh, okay, so my next question for you, mm-hmm. Marshall. Yes. Back to Brian, you. Yes. You've enjoyed watching this little... Oh, it's been... I've been a fly on the wall this over here. Little, it's wonderful. This little bicker. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is the first time anyone's heard me and Bryn bicker on the show. That's Uh,
1: untrue. I hang out with you guys quite a bit. I've
2: seen you bicker a lot before.
1: This is not my first time. We do bicker,
2: but I don't know if we do it on the show because normally we'd be too embarrassed to do what we just did in front of anyone else. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: no. uh, Yeah, I'm I'm part of the fam. It's fine. I don't get
0: embarrassed about it. I buy that. And that's another difference between Uh, you and I. I believe that, yeah. Um, He has no shame.
2: talk, Talk to me a little bit about taking what you know about material and all this stuff and being used on iOS, of course, by yeah. largely the Google family of apps. Yes, and I'm curious your Hopefully perspective. Hopefully, no one else, independent of Google, but more, more high level about uh, the use of these design patterns or guidelines or libraries or whatever cross-platform. So that would be also iOS paradigms moving over into Android phones, things like that. Just your opinion, yeah. like on I mean, how that works. Well,
1: I, I can't say. Um, i I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm correct in saying that most of the design spec is guidelines like what you said it is actually guidelines this is for engineers who are building an app who don't have a designer they're one person shops that don't have a designer
0: on on hand and that's what but, material design was presented as being for yeah it's
1: like here here like if you follow all these rules your app will look nice it won't be like super you know uh, individual it'll look like a lot of other apps but this is a really nice baseline not to use. To,
2: there yeah, there is like a, a very. <laughs> this um, is a great four dip baseline. Yeah, this is I don't want to awesome derail thing. you, but there
0: is like a precedent now where if it's not material design, it doesn't feel Android y. People get right. upset. Right, yeah. And and I think we're coming from a world like a. a, a,
1: a and it was. Lollipop was the first one to introduce material. I, think? I believe so. Yeah. Um, Maybe so KitKat? From KitKat. No, KitKat was, the, I think, the last one. Okay. KitKat, like, KitKat before was kind of this weird Tron thing and hollow hollow yeah hollow um H o l l -L o w. (laughs) like a hologram yeah Hmm. um i think ios is way more wild westy when it comes to that type of stuff for example
0: like the hig is basically feelings
1: yeah and i mean i did this exact same thing with with the ios hig when it came out the human interface guidelines um again guidelines right but uh yeah i i like poured through that thing and, and ate it up it was you know it was my life for like you know a month of just like i'm gonna learn all of this stuff i'm gonna internalize it it's gonna be in my brain um and it still is like for example like the tab bar icons are recommended to be 29 pixels or 29 points like what
0: the fuck the what the st- fuck is the that the status bar <laughs> icons are like 15 and yeah. it's the
1: worst. Yeah. Like, the alignment of the back button
0: is, like, seven from oh, the edge. Oh, Jesus what Christ. What the fuck? Why I know a really that. interesting factoid that I learned recently yeah. while writing a grid reference. Go for it. The Twitter avatars are 51.5 mm. pixels square. You showed me this, yeah.
2: <sighs> <sighs> shivers. <laughs> shivers. But, 50, but 5, why? There's
0: no reason to do uh, that. Points, right? 51.5 points, which points. means 103 pixels yeah. square. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I, I wonder how something like that... I mean, it probably wasn't designed that way. They didn't way. pixel fit any of their icons
2: either, so... Yeah, it probably wasn't designed that way. Is, is, that's the, my the, thinking. It was designed to spec, it designed to spec? like grid. 104. Yeah, moving to, to iOS, it's the Wild West. Mm-hmm. A little
1: bit, as far as like the way the, the spec works. <laughs> in some ways. There's not, there's not nearly as much regimentation. Why is that? You know what they had in the Wild West? Will Smith? Marshalls. Uh sure. uh-huh. Do you ever watch Will Marshall? Smith. Br-
0: br- bring that, Mar-
2: <laughs> dude. You're so quick. <laughs>
0: bring bring that Marshall back. They also had
1: Kevin <laughs> Klein, and that's yeah, meh. giant uh, steampunk spiders. Yeah, there's a really good show notes. There's a really good uh, Kevin Smith talk where he talks about having re- he wrote a script for Superman Reborn or something like that. The like, one with Nicolas Cage. Uh, yeah, the one that like the Superman movie that wasn't made, and this executive came to him and was like. I want you to put a giant spider in the movie, and he was—he ended up not doing the project. But the same executive was on Wild Wild West, and guess what's at the end of the movie? A giant fucking spider. <laughs> he actually got it done. Ooh, Sarah figured out put it that show <laughs> this show
2: This I do the show notes. Too. This if, is Vicarious. If for some reason you
0: were like, "This is the best," Vicarious. Yeah, listen to Vicarious. Is
1: this is basically the
0: show. Um,
1: a little bit more. We're a little bit more uh, task oriented, but yeah, yeah, a lot of references. Our show notes are ridiculous. Like Marshall hundreds.
0: takes a lot of
1: pride in them. My Wednesday nights are devoted to Marshall notes. Putting yeah, my Marshall notes are
2: yeah. Let's let's keep going. Let's okay. let's trudge forward. So
1: Will Smith, Wild Wild West.
2: Yes, moving material into iOS world. Uh, what breaks? What works? The biggest um, thing that breaks. Well, I mean,
0: oh, go ahead. Is the App Store recommendations? They will not give you a feature if you are Material Design. They won't do it.
2: No comment. No comment because I didn't know that happened. Interesting. Hmm. It's a partnership thing.
0: You got to do their thing. And actually, we work with the Google Play Store as well. And if you are not material design, you're unlikely to get it.
2: That makes sense. There are benefits. Okay. There are trade-offs. What about for the, the, for, time, the, for the designer, for for I mo- mean, moving the pixels?
1: I'm of two minds on this. My first thought is... You should respect your user base. If they have expectations for what your app should look like, feel like, work like, um, you should meet those expectations. If they're on Android and most apps on Android are designed with material and that's what they look like and these are the patterns that other, every other app that they use on a daily basis follows, you should probably fall in line with those. Same thing on iOS. So that's that's one mode of thought. The other mode of thought is you should do what's best for your app. Um, what's the best experience for the users of your app specifically? If you do a thing that breaks the rules or the guidelines, again, their guidelines are not rules; they're not laws; they're guidelines, right? You can follow them or not, but it's probably best I mean, to follow them. If you, when in doubt, follow them. But if you have something better or something that works specifically for your product, you should do that because ultimately, that's what you're going
0: building. app-specific versus platform-specific is totally fine. Snapchat, for example. Uh-huh. But if you go <laughs> yeah, alternate platform a specific, but yeah. if you go material design or iOS design for a, the alternate platform, you're going to get issues when you try and get a feature, which is a huge if deal. that's your goal. Our not, stats are insane. Is it really though, like for apps? When, when we hit like number three, four on the best new apps list, our like signups and our downloads and everything just shoot but, up. What's your, has your retention been good after that? It's been fantastic. Like, honestly, like, it's well above average. Hmm. Cool. But but people know what they're getting into. I've heard
1: horror stories, mm, more like apathy stories. I've heard apathy stories from small developers being like, yeah, we were on the front page, we're on new and noteworthy, whatever, and it didn't actually move the needle at all.
0: But that probably is what sets the average, right? So, if you describe well what your app is before people download it, they know what they're getting themselves into.
2: That's true. So, you're of two minds, I'm of the same two minds, Mm -hmm. and... Maybe you don't have to pick, but I I find myself wondering that quite a lot. So for for example, shameless self blog. I was digging into Stripe dashboard, and they used the digital ink, and I wrote about it.
0: And like was Ripple? it actually self digital ink? It was is similar very to Ripple, very close. But
2: very close, and you know,
0: it was a my, gradient. Though, my was...
2: opinion at the time of writing, subject to change, was that's fine. Like they shouldn't be beholden to the platform guidelines. And they sh- if they want to do this material interaction and if it feels out of place on iOS, but it works well for their app and what they've built, then mm-hmm. go for it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, other days I'm like, ah, you should just fucking stick to the defaults because that's what your users expect. That's what iOS feels like. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you use the defaults, it upgrades gracefully as the uh, the OS yeah. evolves, yeah, right? Like all these benefits. Yeah. Um I love the
0: point you just made, subject to change. It's my favorite line from El Luna's podcast. I am
2: I reserve the right to get smarter. I reserve the right to get smarter,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's how it should be, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just say that in front of everything, and then you can never be wrong, right? I, show show me
1: to a version of myself from a year before, and I will inevitably be embarrassed, right? Like, sure. Yeah, I, think, I think anybody who's growing she, as a person should feel that way.
2: Show me a version of me... 18 minutes ago arguing with Brin yeah <laughs> I will be embarrassed yeah
0: I was being pretty liberal with my year <laughs> yeah. Probably like I six mean months. I get pretty aggressive with generalities it happens yeah well, I reserve the word to get smarter oh for sure I mean, I get
2: smarter before you hear this that's that's the whole point that's like why we do what we do I think you learn a lot and we evolve and it's fun to evolve with the platform as other designers are figuring stuff out Oh, mm-hmm. uh, for sure but I definitely feel this, this push and pull a little bit of following the guidelines I think Pull to refresh is one of the best parts of
1: iOS. This Thank you, was Lauren Brichter. That never would have happened it's without great. Lauren Brichter. This was my exact example. Oh, right? really?
2: Nice. My two examples were pull great to lines. refresh and swipe to delete. Yeah, from yep. WebOS. Yep, and and now both of those are built in. Yes, and yeah. right,
0: swipe to delete. That the designer was Matias Duarte. Matias Duarte yeah, Google. Yeah, as a design thing. And Lauren
1: Brichter was hired by Twitter. And, yeah, would, and and now that that pattern has been taken into
0: you
2: know well, tweeting, everything right into
0: featured it, Tweet it yeah. was it became
2: the Twitter Quiet. app yeah. yeah yep so that's incredibly powerful ammunition for people to say fuck the guideline like let's right. come up with something that's well best. if your that's idea yeah
1: your idea better be fucking sw- uh, pull to refresh awesome otherwise okay, so here's the thing swipe to delete and pull to refresh are both things especially uh, pull to refresh are things that you would do anyways right it's it's leveraging itself against an existing behavior. You get to the top of a list, you're scrolling, 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 you keep scrolling, you pull, and then it refreshes more things for you to continue scrolling. So it's like, it's a frictionless gesture. That, Time-based UI. <laughs> it's a frictionless gesture that that feeds into an existing behavior. So um, I think that's part of what makes that so special. And uh, so if, if your idea is something that visceral and, you know, inherent to the way users are using your app, then that's cool. Um, But I don't think, I mean, there's probably a bunch of those left that we haven't thought of and smart people, you know, across the world will think of them as the years go by. But I think they're pretty few and far between as far as like things, there's been a lot of brains beating their heads against these particular walls for a while. And only a few of them, uh, a few of these like unique ideas have come out of it. You're probably right. For the most part, you should follow the rules unless you have a genius idea that tests really well and, you know, everyone understands immediately without you having to give a fucking tool tip or any sort of, you know, uh, tips and tricks type thing to tell them how to use your UI.
0: For those who don't know, though, Tweety did use native status bars, nav bars, tab bars. Mm -hmm. They just use a unique individual action. Mm -hmm. They didn't. Go yeah. against a, the rules. That's a great yeah. point. Add to, to the rules. You yeah. on top of the list. He had to hack it a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a great it, point.
1: It, he didn't have to use any private APIs or anything.
0: He wasn't getting rid of anything. It was just on top of. Yeah, it was additional. It was supplementary. I
1: think a lot of wheel spinning happens in the early stages of an app where you're like, what should it look like? Like, what should it... And, you know, this this might be the dumbing down of app design. I don't, I don't know. Um, but for me, at least, if I... Uh, I've redesigned a couple apps for funsies like on my own time um, of apps that I've used that I don't like the way they look or work and my initial inclination is to redesign them with material and like I can pump it out in a day like here here's every screen that the, the app uses I can do it in a day I mean because all of the decisions are basically made for me like I'm I'm just following the guides, right? I'm like, I know what a list item should look like. I I know where my key lines are. I don't have to create my own grid. I don't have to create anything. Like, even if I'm making up a new icon, I know what the rules are for an icon. It's two dip lines and, you know, you round things with, you know, a one or two pixel, you know, corner radius depending on the thing, usually two.
0: So you work on an actual grid overlay I you do. take it and you control fit g to like that. a motherfucker control <laughs> g
1: all day here's a quick here's a quick tip speaking of control g if you you probably already have this set up um so I'm preaching to the choir but uh w- in your grid settings set 4 pixels every f- or, uh, with four divisions or whatever it should be 4 and 4 right and then that will give you a hard line every, in grid like settings. A th- yeah, like a, a, a th- in sketch. And I, I actually set my lines up to be seventy-five um, percent opacity for the for the um, larger lines and twenty-five percent opacity for the smaller lines, like cyan or something.
0: You never told um, me that shit. Yeah, all mine are black.
1: That helps a lot. Si- Ooh, are si- you serious?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So well, a lot of. <laughs> are you serious, dude? <laughs> Rookie move there. <laughs> I
1: do my uh, well. I, 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 a lot of it has to do with like the app that I'm designing. We have like red is our key color, right? YouTube. So, um, and and a lot of the uh, dimension helper, like measurement things, are in red, and it's impossible to read that red on our red, So I have that changed to green. Damn it! Sketch. So they can read it. Um, oh, the, all these things are you know adjustable, which is nice. But yeah, four four and four, and that will give you sixteen blocks with with four dip, dip, blocks. dip blocks with yeah. four sub blocks. Yes, exactly. So you got your 4-dip grid and your 8-dip grid with easy ways to count how many there are cuz you can like do two eights at a time. And it'll give you I also design usually for like Android um, like Nexus 5 size, so it's 360 by 4 uh, 640, 360 by 640, which fits into that 8-dip grid perfectly. It divides nicely unlike 375 by Eleven
2: thirty four. Thirteen thirty four. The dumbest God. fucking resolution in I, history. It kills me. Right? It so kills it, me too. Yeah. If you like, there's no way
1: to have a right padding or like a, a right side margin that lines up to the grid. You
0: have to start just dragging around. Um,
1: yeah Guides. Yeah, and that sucks.
0: Well, three seven five by six six seven is a shit number. It just is a shit number. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Why didn't? Why didn't they make it like?
1: Three seventy six. They, they, they <laughs> fifteen, there, 15
0: yeah. pixel grids. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so. yeah,
1: and that's I think that's the thing is like, they have like a five base a lot of times it seems. It, well, that's that's the wild, wild have, thing. Sometimes it's five dip grid. Sometimes it's four. Sometimes seven. I don't know what the fuck it is.
0: I honestly um, have to believe that because they have this like Apple mystique, they have to do stuff different than everyone else for that value, which isn't an actual
1: value. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there's a technical reason that they align that they landed on that number for, but for the life of me I can't imagine it.
0: Okay. So you you work on an actual grid overlay yeah, that fits inside an eight dip grid. So it's sixteen and four. Yep. As we mentioned. Yep. Multiples of eight yep. or sub multiples of eight pluralities of eight? I don't remember how that works. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I measure point. between elements. <laughs> yeah. Really? the The biggest benefit there, regardless of how you measure that, mm-hmm. is that it removes seven eighths of every decision, so regardless, you are fitting to a multiple of eight rather than a multiple of one so every time you multiply by eight, you move seven possibilities yep, yeah, it's like uh these these two elements are
1: a little too tight too, a little too close to each other you well, can't the next can't step is eight, Does eight feel right I don't know. The sixteen uh sixteen is too much, okay, so I'll just go eight right yeah, um, yeah.
0: It, it solves the problem so much faster,
1: yep, it gets you to code so much faster, yep, yeah, it's consistent values across the board. you can set constants and be like this is
0: this should always be this because it's this way everywhere, yeah, and uh, everyone I talked to who are designers who work on this uh Jeremy Goldberg was a big one mm-hmm. the reason he uses an eight dip grid faster, so fast. why eight times faster mm-hmm
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easy for engineers to interpret too. Again, like every decision that you
0: is easier for you is also easier for them. When I talked to Sam Sofas, he's like, "I don't have to look at red lines. I can say this is obviously 8 pixels. This is obviously 16 pixels. This is obviously 32 yep. pixels." Yeah, just yeah.
1: You don't. Yeah, you don't have to count. You don't have to have access to the to the sketch file. Just like look at it. <laughs> like the, the those are large you can take enough a screenshot.
0: And be like, duh.
1: Yeah. Well, those are even with that screenshot. Like those are large enough increments that if if eight isn't right and you know twenty four is too much, it's probably
0: sixteen. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. You get differences in code rendering, but you know what the actual intention was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So key takeaway from this episode. 8 uh, dip grid oh yeah yeah. 8 dip grid control G control all G all day control G or not control G and just multiply by 8 you can change so shift arrow keys mm-hmm. is by default 10 mm-hmm. you can change that in sketch to be 8 mm-hmm. n-u-d-g dot like it thank you dot uh, at Anthony C in our Slack team Ooh. for building Nudge
0: which actually edits oh, yeah. your big and small nudges best nudge
2: dot it yep. Anthony Kolurafiki
0: roll Link in, the show notes. Mm-hmm. Link in the
2: show notes. Link in the show notes. It's the best. Nudge it. Uh, I have become so
1: muscle memory accustomed to... One, backpack. Well, yeah, one, backpack. Yeah, oh, one, two, backpack back, 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 back. Uh, One, two, three, four, so four. That's, that's, yeah.
0: that's shift, arrow.
1: Yeah, shift, arrow, do you arrow use com- back, back.
0: Do you use <laughs> command, arrow to change the size of a thing instead of the, no. actually the spacing? No. Oh, I use that all the time. It's the best. Command, option, shift, arrows... Changes it while showing you the relation to the outer bounding box.
1: Now, what is, I mean, that's a scaling thing, right? I do it on
0: accident sometimes. It changes (laughs) the actual size of the element. So a text box. Say I've got padding set up on the left, 16, 40, 16. So that's your 72 that you mentioned on the left side Mm -hmm. before you get to the actual text box Mm -hmm. of a comment or
1: something. Yeah, a label for a a cell.
0: Then you want to change the actual size of the text box. You You select it. Command-Arrows in Sketch, mm-hmm. and that will change the size of it. Command-Shift-Arrows changes font the size? size of it by no, a large uh, nudge. the
2: bounding box. Little. Oh, the bounding box. The oh. actual size of the element. Or er, Not the bounding box, yeah. The, it's the bounding box. It's the size of the, of the bounding box. Of the text area, yeah. The yeah. outer bounds. Yes. Yeah, I haven't
0: experimented with it too much. Command-Shift-Big-Nudge. So if you have your nudge set to 8, you can automatically set every size of the element on an 8. Hmm. If you use command option shift it bases it on the closest outer relatives.
2: For everyone who's listening right now, Bryn has demonstrated all of these keyboard commands with his hands. I think and it looks yeah, like his fingers are his in fingers air. are broken. I am now <laughs> a spider. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god! Yeah. He's like playing air piano, <laughs> like air keyboard.
2: Command, Shift, Option, <laughs> Arrow. Dude. No, but like this is this is the muscle
1: memory thing I'm talking totally. about. Like uh-huh. I have to, my hand has to do it for me to remember like what the key is. Like if you ask me what a lot of like, I I have a ton of keyboard shortcuts, like custom ones, default ones. Like I spend a lot of time on the keyboard using keyboard shortcuts. I click on almost nothing. Like it, when I used Photoshop before, I switched over to Sketch a couple of years ago. I um, I, in Photoshop, for the longest time, I never showed my tool bar, like at my tool menu or whatever that has pencil and all that right, stuff right, in there. Right. I never showed it because, like, I know that V is move, and I know that G is, you know, the paint bucket and all that stuff.
0: Command Shift Backslash
2: <laughs> gets to the
0: help menu, and you can search menus for things. So I never use the mouse anymore. Oh, that's a good one. I only search the menu for what I actually want. Oh, to do a So outline stroke or convert to outlines or whatever it is. I just get it to do the action by command shift backslash, which everyone is under the question mark because it's actually a command question mark, but you have to do a shift to get to that. Well, you can do, I mean, I set up a lot of
1: custom keyboard shortcuts you can do this in system preferences for you know you can do app specific shortcuts if it if it has a menu item with, with a unique name you can assign a keyboard shortcut to it and override what the app does but you
0: can search sub menus too so if you want a lower baseline you could search a baseline and find lower baseline so it'll be baseline space caret space lower or space right caret space lower Mm-hmm. And it will actually, you can just search lower or you can search yeah. baseline and you can find the action you want and hit enter. And you can do that over and over and over. I think you can set that in the macros as well. Yeah, I use a... Um, you don't have to do the shortcuts is all I'm saying. Yeah. All. I yeah. use an app called
1: um, Keyboard every, every Maestro. Every app on Mac does that. Key, you, keyboard Maestro, keyboard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can set up macros. So I have I have a zoom setting like command, here, I'm playing the air keyboard now, uh, command shift zero. 1600%. Uh, no, I have as <laughs> as 50%. Yeah. Because um, depending... Oh, fuck, I should do that. Yeah, so what it does is it zooms to actual size and then zooms out once. Oh, I should do that. Because yeah. I'm
2: always doing command zero, command minus. Yep.
1: Um, command shift zero, and then, yep. Really? Funny. Yeah.
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah. I think it's because I don't have my Retina artboard settings, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I think they because removed I'm always, I'm always retina They retina, retina They're Canvas. always right now. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm always switching between Retina and non-Retina displays. Because yep. your laptop and laptop your desktop, uh, des- ACV, yeah. yeah. Um, so switching displays fucks up my settings. So you're
0: referring to a Retina MacBook Pro and a Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt display. display. yeah, oh, yeah Thunderbolt
1: display. Sorry.
2: We should wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. Was this good? This it is, is great. great. Lots <laughs> okay. of practical so tips. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. But unfortunately, we're over time. Um, anything you
1: want to plug before you go? Uh, yeah, YouTube Gaming. Yeah. Um is a YouTube-specific... Sorry, a gaming-specific YouTube. Uh, and Vicarious uh, podcast with Bryn and our buddy Josh Sortino. If you want to listen to more, uh,
2: more banter mm-hmm. like this, Vicarious. Yeah, if
1: you like... Video games and movies and TV shows. If you and like comic the books. non-useful
2: part of this
0: episode, <laughs> yeah, vicarious.
1: Well, vicarious. I assume a lot of a lot of your listeners enjoy some sort of media consumption outside of this. That is, well, I mean, some I don't know. Some might no. be like super into it. They only design one hundred percent of the hope time. They
0: enjoy puns. Oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. god! <laughs> I
2: it's
1: think pretty pun heavy. Yeah.
2: Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for putting up that with us. Fun. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Thanks again, Marshall.
0: That was episode one hundred and twelve. Thank you to marshall for coming to hang out with us that was super super fun and before we go one more time just want to thank our sponsor dropbox dropbox is the simplest way to work the way you want on any file with any device from wherever you are and with anyone you choose so you can just start building cool stuff and not have to build a document server because that's kind of a pain in the ass uh get started at dropbox.com if you want to support us if you want to join the conversation spec.fm slash slack we'd love to have you in there we've got like 3,800 designers and developers in there talking about a bunch of different shows that we've got uh we also have weekly critiques which we're now doing on twitch which is an interesting turn of events super fun though we're starting up some new projects uh one of which is called spectate michael schultz and i are going to be streaming our work together as a team kind of show our workflows as individuals and combined which should be really interesting we just got our streaming set up yesterday so we should be good to go as always itunes reviews are super helpful to us we got a huge feature as a network and as individual shows because of you thank you so much for posting those reviews and ratings we really really appreciate them it pushes us way up the charts thank you so much for listening we'll be back on wednesday with jeff smith Niceboy.tm is taken, but I can make an offer. Is it taken? Hmm. Uh, I guess.
1: I um, mean. I guess that makes. It says make an
0: offer here.
2: What mine did uh, nice, nice boy is a pretty. Niceboy.online,
0: niceboy.tech, niceboy.space. Nice te- just does Niceboy.cloud.
1: <sighs> Hop on the niceboy.cloud. Remember
2: when we did this when we first met and like we we're starting recording podcasts? <gasps> we obsessed with. He mm. was obsessed with loving and loving dot-
0: Niceboy.club. Nice
1: boy club. Nice
0: boy club. That's pretty good. That's
2: kind of a cool, like sort of ironic fashion label. Suggestions. Superiorboy.com.
0: Nice very Excellentboy.com. <laughs> dot com. Very nice boy dot com. Pleasantboy.com. Verygoodyouth.com. Verysuperiorboy.com. Reallyniceboy.com. dot com. dot com. I'm gonna start
1: calling you verygoodyouth.com.
0: good youth <laughs> dot com. <laughs> <laughs> nice boy dot boy. nice boy. I'm
1: gonna say. Ed
0: Brian Levin's a very good youth. <laughs> He's a good youth. He's a really very good youth. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh Niceboy.consulting. Ooh.
1: Mm. That is a a clumsy TLD. <laughs> work
0: <Niceboy.work.
1: laughs> Oh, could you get like work, work, work dot <laughs> work? <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where dot work? <laughs> oh checking, my God. checking, checking. We should
2: buy. No. <sighs> buy some domains is it available <clears throat> checking niceboy.tm would be pretty sweet I don't or would know. it have to be four works work work work
1: work
0: dot work would it be yeah would it be work four? work work dot work I think is good
1: yeah it leaves out a work but make an but, offer dot, god damn
0: nice work work, work work dot space mmm that work 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 space <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nice boy, Urban Dictionary. Nice boy is
1: an an opposite of fuck boy.
2: Nice boy is an action someone does when you tell them they have something on the back of his shoes. They stand with the toes on the ground and heel in the air, and sometimes pull their trouser leg up or swing their arms to the top of their head, looking backwards towards their shoe, trying to see what's on the back of it. When you try this, make sure no one in the is in the room, or they'll look at you with a bewildered face.
1: That was the most esoteric thing I've ever heard. (laughs) The
2: example. Has that ever happened with any human ever? The example. Hey, Michael, you've got something on the back of your shoe, by the way. Other person. What? What? Turning around and standing there like a right poof, he examines his shoe. Shouts. Ah, nice boy. Other person. Turns around bemused at this higher intelligence hat has and wobbles back to his desk muttering unknown words Hey fucky bastard er grumble
1: <laughs> okay
2: so that was not written what? by an American <laughs> uh, does this person like wear a fedora <laughs> is that Ugg or Union this is UP you know pixel, Union, workers. pixel, workers, you know, pixel workers
1: OG OG UP
0: they're nice. gone now I know that's what I'm saying OG They disbanded. Why? The Pixel Workers are no longer united. Yep. Disbanded Pixel Workers. They just do Cotton Bureau now.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Jay Finelli and them folks, right?
0: That's a really good name, Jay Finelli.
1: Mm-hmm.